Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This morning, breaking news, horror crash, a family killed on a major Queensland motorway, a child among the dead. COVID alert, dozens of new exposure sites across Brisbane. Sydney school returns, classes going back a week earlier than planned. And COVID payments to end within weeks, what's in place if your job is still on hold. This is 7 News with Edwina Bartholomew. We start with breaking news this morning and four people, including a young child, have been killed in a fiery crash on a major Queensland motorway. Police say two cars collided head-on around 11 last night. A black sedan was travelling the wrong way on the Ipswich motorway, slamming into a four-wheel drive. Both vehicles then caught fire. The motorway is still closed this morning. Queensland is on COVID alert after dozens of new exposure sites were identified overnight. Their news from Brisbane to the Gold Coast have been visited by infectious residents as authorities scrambled to contain emerging clusters. Virgin flight VA333 from Melbourne to Brisbane has been deemed a close contact site with passengers now isolating. The chief health officer says she's uncomfortable with the situation. And Australia's rugby union test on Saturday has been thrown into disarray after eight Argentinian players and staff visited Byron Bay. The group left Queensland yesterday for a day trip. When they tried to cross the border last night, they were stopped by police and refused entry into the Sunshine State. Sydney school children will head back to campus a week earlier than expected after crisis cabinet discussions overnight. It will be a staggered return with kindergarten years 1 and 12, the first to go back on October 18th. All teachers must be vaccinated. While overnight New South Wales Health confirmed over 60s can now get Moderna and Pfizer in the state's final push to reach its vaccine targets. Victoria's health department is facing up to $95 million in fines over critical mistakes in the hotel quarantine system last year. 58 charges have been laid after an investigation found staff did not receive proper training for infection control and were placed at risk. We saw what happened at the hotel quarantine inquiry. I can't recall, I can't remember. Victorians were disgusted by that and they want somebody to be held accountable. While the COVID outbreak at Melbourne's construction union headquarters is growing, four CFMEU employees have now tested positive, with union bosses blaming last week's protests. 
The federal government is pulling the pin on business support payments during COVID lockdown, but has announced a final package worth billions. Political reporter Taylor Aitken is in Canberra. Morning to you, Taylor. When will the last payments be given out? Relatively soon, Eddie, with Treasurer Josh Frydenberg planning to turn off the tap of government support once a state or territory reaches 80% double-dose vaccination. The, the jointly funded packages in each state and territory will be tapered at 70% before being fully withdrawn at 80% vaccination. But with New South Wales and the ACT expected to reach that 80% milestone weeks earlier than Victoria, the federal government has stumped up with an additional 2 $2.2 billion to see Victorians through. The extra cash targeted at industries doing it tough, such as retailers, hotels, gyms and hairdressers. Meanwhile, some good news on the budget bottom line, with Australia's budget deficit nearly $80 billion less than forecast at the end of the financial year, of the, off the back of sharp recovery in the jobs market, leading to lower welfare payments. But that data was before the Delta outbreak, with ongoing lockdowns punching a serious hole in the data for this financial year. Eddie? Absolutely. Thank you, Taylor. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has slammed Scott Morrison's handling of the French submarine deal. Mr Turnbull also revealed he's spoken with Emmanuel Macron, while the French president continues to ignore Scott Morrison's calls. I have spoken to Emmanuel Macron. He, he, he is a friend and I've stayed in touch with him. It's pretty obvious in that Washington has been embarrassed by the way, the sort of blundering, deceitful way Scott Morrison handled this. Malcolm Turnbull signed the original submarine contract with France. A suspected cannabis grower is behind bars arrested during raids across Sydney. Heavily armed officers kicked in doors at Burwood, Condell Park and Auburn. They uncovered several cannabis grow houses and seized more than 500 plants worth close to $1.5 million. Capital cities are in for a drenching this week as thunderstorms begin to sweep across the country. Adelaide was smashed by a freak spring system yesterday, packing heavy rain and damaging hail. The wild weather event sparked evacuations in the hills and wreaked havoc on roads, while giant hail also fell in parts of New South Wales. This was the scene at Burke last night. It was a great old welcome home for our hard-working local yesterday afternoon. This is the New South Wales RFS air tanker, the Marie Bashir, arriving back in Sydney after a long work trip. The tanker left for the US back in July and has battled 41 separate fires, performed 172 drops and delivered more than 1.9 million litres of water and retardant. She'll be ready for deployment here almost immediately, but hopefully she gets a bit of a rest. Thousands of FedEx drivers are pulling up the brakes today, striking across the nation. Workers are taking industrial action over job security concerns. The union saying it wants to stop outsourcing. The timing really couldn't be worse. There's already a backlog of deliveries from record online orders and delays from last week's Star Trek strike. This newest strike is set to cause renewed havoc for customers, now facing extended delays on deliveries right across the nation. As more people head back to work, they could also be stepping into a legal minefield. There are new rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated workers, while some have decided they'd rather just stay at home. Some, soon some, of the busiest people could be union reps and lawyers. As New South Wales inches closer to more personal freedoms, rules around how we work could tighten. 
At 80% double vaccinations, working from home must be allowed if practical and required for unvaccinated workers. From December 1, it'll be up to employers. Unions are calling for consultations. Whilst things like vaccinations are really important, employers cannot unilaterally, except where there are public health orders, just introduce a requirement. A recent survey shows two in five workers want a mix of working from home and the office. If they do go back, they'd like more flexibility in hours or dress code. I think all employees uh, and employers are just taking stock of what they want, you know, how they work, why they work. Legally, a worker's obligation to comply with the boss's orders is still untested, but will likely depend on the situation. What is the industry that they're involved in? Whether there's a public health order in place, and we've seen the relevance of those orders in areas like aged care. Is the workplace safe? Has the employer, for instance, taken steps to mitigate the risk of infection? After previous lockdowns, workers have slowly trickled back into city offices. Before the Delta outbreak in June, two-thirds of employees were back at their desks. By last month, just 4% were. There's a role for the government to provide incentives for people to travel into the city, whether that's events over summer, uh, discounted public transport. Gemma Acton, 7 News. A six-year-old boy is recovering in hospital after a horrifying fall in Sydney. The child toppled from a window, plunging 10 metres to concrete below. He suffered critical head and chest injuries. If you need inspiration to lose a few COVID kilograms, then Steve Ferguson is your man. The 65-year-old lost 45 kilos after being warned he had dangerously high cholesterol and something had to change. Tipping the scales at 153 kilograms, Steve Ferguson wouldn't look at himself in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. It wasn't the me that I had in my head. After watching his dad die of a heart attack and being warned about his own cholesterol levels, the 65-year-old decided to take control using the one-to-one -one meal replacement diet to lose a whopping 45 kilos. I feel fantastic. I've started loving myself again. I really didn't like myself, and that's not a good space to be. 40% of Australians aren't worried about cholesterol, but many should be. A third have never had their cholesterol checked, and four in ten Australians dismiss chest pain. It's why we're being urged to prioritise our heart health before it's too late. It's very distressing to families, especially if you have a a heart attack suddenly um, and, you, and you weren't expecting it. If you're at the age of about 30 and above, certainly you need to get checked. Don't wait until you're in an ambulance on the way to the hospital with a paramedic beating on your chest before you go and see a doctor. Estelle Greypink, 7 News. The Melbourne Football Club is cashing in on Premiership success, selling $2.7 million worth of merchandise in the past month. That is the equivalent of three years' worth of sales. Commemorative Premiership T-shirts are the most popular item, with 10,000 sold so far. Checking finance news here now. The Dow Jones is up, so is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE gained and Germany's DAX traded up. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, while the all odds in the ASX 200 fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,723 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 78.69 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.81 US cents, 80.42 Japanese yen and $1.45 New Zealand. 
Horrific details have emerged in court of the murder of a UK woman early this year. Former police officer Wayne Cousins handcuffed Sarah Everard, pretending to arrest her for breaching COVID guidelines. She was later raped and killed. Ms Everard's mother told the court she remains tormented and would never forgive her daughter's killer. Cousins will learn his sentence tonight. Survivors of last year's catastrophic port explosion in Beirut have taken to the streets in protest after an investigation into the blast was suspended. Hundreds gathered in the city condemning the removal of the lead investigator. A former minister who requested to dismiss the investigator is accused of criminal negligence over the devastating explosion. A judge will consider a request to terminate Britney Spears' 13-year conservatorship as the high-stakes case returns to a Los Angeles court today. Let's go live to US correspondent David Woodward, who's at court. Uh, David, could the conservatorship finally end today? Eddie, good morning. Well, it is certainly an option, perhaps the least likely of all the outcomes today, but it certainly is not being ruled out. The ending of this conservatorship that has now dominated Britney Spears' life, as you say, for the best part of 13 years. Look, we know the pop star wants out of this legal agreement. Uh, so do most people associated with the case, including her father, Jamie Spears, but it is just one of those options now available to the judge today, including that instant dismissal of Jamie Spears as co-conservator of this case. The judge, though, uh, could also order an immediate medical evaluation of the pop star. We know that is something that she has been resistant to in the past. But uh, look, for fans here today out the front of court, uh, they certainly have their uh, hopes set very high indeed. They have blocked off the road out the front of the courthouse here today. Many believe that today uh, will be the day that Britney Spears regains her independence and freedom. Hopefully it happens today, but if it doesn't happen today, we're not going to stop until it happens. I hope they end the whole conservatorship today. I hope they don't just remove Jamie Spears because Britney will not be free. Fans, really, they have driven this case in so many ways. There is still so much interest and scrutiny over this case. In fact, in the past seven days, three documentaries have been released on Britney Spears' life and this conservatorship case. So plenty of interest in what happens today. The stage now set, that case to get underway in the next hour, Ready? All right, we'll see you again in Sunrise. Thank you, David. Fresh from the James Bond premiere, Prince William and Kate have wasted no time heading on their next royal tour. They've had a very busy day in Northern Ireland, first stopping at a university where the Duchess of Cambridge bravely put her palm out to hold a tarantula named Charlotte. The pair later tested their skills in all codes of footy at a visit to a local rugby club. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. To Sports News Now and Rabbitohs champ Benji Marshall won't rule out playing on into a 20th NRL season. 16 years after he first lit up the grand final, the 36-year-old will chase a second premiership against Penrith on Sunday night. 
Both teams have been put into level four biosecurity protocols after Brisbane's COVID outbreak. They can only leave the hotel for training, playing and essentials. Marcus Bontempelli has confirmed his place as one of the greats of the Western Bulldogs after winning his fourth club best and fairest. After finishing second in the Brownlow medal, the Bulldog skipper capped off a stellar season, which also saw him named an All-Australian for the fourth time. It's incredibly humbling to be sitting in a position where I get to lead the, the lads out the race and, and do my best to help influence um, the whole group as best that I can. Fremantle midfielder Adam Scherer has requested a trade to Carlton and Geelong defender Lockie Henderson has announced his retirement. Make today's day-night women's test against India the first of many. That's what Australia's captain and a former great have to say. The Gold Coast test Australia's, is Australia's first since 2019. And hopefully it's the first of many to come. Hopefully it's not just a one-off. The next evolution of the women's game is, is to start to play more test cricket. Despite COVID closing down Sheffield Shield and England's concerns about the Ashes, Manus Labuschagne is practising plenty in any form of cricket. Get the boys over and rain, play a bit of garage cricket, test the skills. Don't injure yourself, though. You can watch today's women's test right here on 7. Australian all-rounder Glenn Maxwell is looking good ahead of next month's T20 World Cup and it took something special to stop his big hitting in the IPL. The remarkable fielding didn't do much to slow down Maxwell. He smashed an unbeaten 50 off 30 balls to lead Bangalore to a seven-wicket win over Rajasthan. Horse racing fans, the Seven Network now has you covered all year round. We've signed a landmark deal to show all the big races from New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland and South Australia every Saturday for 52 weeks of the year. A really big day for Australian racing. It's great for the sport and it will present thoroughbred racing to a wider audience. Our spring racing coverage continues on Saturday with the Epsom Handicap at Randwick and the Turnbull Stakes at Flemington. Uh, taking a look at the weather around the country, a low and broad trough are triggering rain, showers and storms in the Northern Territory, Queensland, New South Wales and Eastern South Australia. Rain and showers in Victoria, while a trough crossing southern WA is generating some showers and also some storms. Around the capitals, Brisbane, a possible thunderstorm, a top of 25 degrees, the same in Sydney. Canberra bracing for storms at 18. Melbourne showers at 19 degrees. Hobart showers increasing at 33. 18 in Adelaide with some possible showers around there too. Also showers in Perth, a top of 23. And Darwin, mostly sunny and 33 degrees. And that's seven early news for this Thursday, the 30th of September 2021. I'm Edwina Bartholomew.